Caden Co PR would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that this podcast was recorded and produced on, the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples of the East Kulin Nations. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Welcome to the Press Office with Caden Copiar, the podcast that gives you an exclusive and unfiltered look behind the scenes of the Australian media landscape and public relations industry. I'm your host, Marissa Jane, and if you are dreaming of a career in public relations, are an aspiring journalist, or simply just obsessed with all things digital and traditional media, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to another episode of The Press Office with Caden Copier. And today I am joined by a longtime friend of the agency and someone who really needs no introduction, Kate Waterhouse. Caden Copier have had the absolute pleasure of working alongside Kate across a number of campaigns and clients from creating some killer content for lifestyle brands, to joining us trackside in her multitude of roles when it comes to spring and autumn racing. Kate is such a hard worker and I loved hearing all about how she manages her career with being a mum, being one of the OG fashion bloggers, and how she has navigated her many roles in the media. Now, let's get on to the interview. It is so nice to see you again. So nice to see you too. I'm very excited. I um, I never do many podcasts. I'm all exci- always excited when I get asked to do one. So thank you for having me. That's so funny because you have such an interesting story and an amazing career. And, you know, talking about that, you have got your finger in many, many pies. You're a journalist, a media personality, a TV presenter, a radio talent, a children's author, and also an influencer. What do you actually say when someone asks you what you do for a living? Yeah, it's funny. I I never know quite know what to say, but um, I I usually, especially when you go through the airport and you have to say what you do, I always just write media. I say that I work in media. When my kids, I try and explain to my kids what I do, I just say, look, I, I work in media. I have a journalism background. I'm a writer, but it's I, I work in other areas of the media, TV and and so forth. You are certainly a slashy and, you know, working in the media now, it is also really important to be on social media and you have an amazing social media platform. And I've talked to people, you know, in that realm before and the word influencer can be quite jarring to some people. What what do you think about that word when people refer to you as that? Yeah, I think it depends who's saying it because people who are in the industry, in, fa- in fashion industry, they understand, you know, all the work that it takes to, you know, create content for different brands and things like that. But if you're just talking to your average Joe who's like, you're an influencer, like <laughs> you kind of, you, you sort of sit there going, oh, no, no, I'm not, you know, I do this and I do this. And you try and sort of get out of it and try and explain that you're not, you know, not just an influencer. I think, you know, when you work in fashion and you work with the brands that, you know, work with influencers, they understand the work that goes into it. You certainly are more than just an influencer and, you know, the content that you create, whether it's writing or on TV or through social media is amazing. How did you, you know, start your career in the media and on social media? 
I was studying journalism. I was studying media and communications. And yeah, I, I started writing for a newspaper. I never thought, I always thought, oh, I'm going to go into TV. I'm going to be a TV presenter, you know, when I left school. And that was my idea of what I wanted to do. And then I just was studying media and communications, but a job came up at the Telegraph, actually. So I started writing for the Telegraph when I was still studying and I was writing party of the week, but it was a two-page spread. So I had to, you know, start going to uni, but then going to different events and writing about them for the Telegraph. And then it sort of morphed into my, my passion was always fashion. So then I morphed into writing more about fashion. And and then I moved over to the Herald, Sun Herald, where I was writing fashion, but also had my, I still did a bit of social stuff because I had my date with Kate Collum, where I got to interview all these amazing celebrities that came to Australia from like Kim Kardashian to the Jenner girls to Cameron Diaz you know, all these amazing people. So I was always writing, even though I never thought that my career path would go into writing. That's sort of what I ended up doing. And then I remember when I just, I wanted to do other things. Opportunities kept on arising and I couldn't do them while I was full time at the Herald. So I, I sort of thought, well, I'll just go, I'll go part, I'll, I'll be a freelancer and I'll still work for them and do my date with Kate Holland, but I'll be able to do other things because it was a bit restricting. I couldn't have, you know, being a fashion editor, you couldn't have alliance, uh, any other connections with brands and I couldn't be ambassadors for things like this. So I, I was like, I really want to continue doing that, even though I've been a bit of a crossroads because do you go what's better for your career, which I thought was maybe sticking, you know, letting go of everything else and sticking with that. So I thought, no, no, no I, I still want to do other, you know, lots of fun things and and explore that as well so I thought well I'll, I'll be a freelancer and and then I I yeah I thought oh I'm going to start a fashion blog and it was kind of before fashion blogs were a thing and I think that's how I kind of got into it I I started doing that and that snowballed and then we did a tv show about it which was a couple of seasons and when I thought it was just for a bit of fun it kind of ended up being something that took me on a whole nother journey I wanted to talk to you about your fashion blog because I think that's when you first came into my life was fashion bloggers, the TV show. It was so good and I feel like they should just keep making it. It was amazing. What was that experience like? It was a lot of fun. It was really, really good. You know, we were all, it was when blogging wasn't really influencers and Instagram wasn't really a thing. We just all had blogs and we were all creating content, which is quite quite new for everyone else at that time so yeah we got approached to do this show and yeah we all jumped at it I had just had my daughter like I was I remember being pregnant when they're asking me just going do you want to do this tv show I'm like yeah fine it'll be fine and then I just remember you know having a six-month-old baby traveling here there and everywhere with her and it was it was quite a full-on time but it it got aired all around the world and connected me to so many amazing people through that show and I made some lifelong friends out of it so it was it was a lot of fun and yeah I I look back at some of those times and I think my god I had a newborn baby and I was traveling everywhere and doing so many things but you know you just when you're in the thick of it you don't think of anything else and you just go ahead so it was was really good. Do you think now you know with the digitization of media and obviously a fashion blog is online, but it was kind of just like this natural trajectory to kind of flow into Instagram now. Yeah. Yeah. I look, it's changed so much since I've been using social media, even in that short time, like it's, it's definitely changed and the landscape has changed and, you know, everyone has the opportunity to kind of 
be an influencer and and create a following and and do these things, which is which is really great. And but it's definitely changed over the years. And I think that you know I used to have a blog and that was my main focus. And I I still you know update my blog multiple times a week and I have a great loyal following that's always been there. And it always amazes me how many people click on the blog posts that I write and, uh, you know, I have a lot of shopping posts and and people still go to use that as a source. But uh, there is such a focus on Instagrams and TikToks and things like that, which was never around when I first started. How do you feel about TikTok coming in? Yeah, I, I can't say I'm an amazing TikToker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love the whole, I love, I do love video content though. So that's always fun. But yeah, I kind of, I I think if I was to go and open my phone, I would go to look at content on Instagram over TikTok. But I I, I love video content. I love creating it. And I see, I feel like a lot of brands want that as well. You know, often you collaborate with some with brands and they say, you know, we want to focus on Instagram, but also TikTok and also this. So it's definitely there and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And I would love to talk to you about collaborations. You have worked with some amazing brands over your time. Do you have any highlights in that realm? Oh, yeah. I always try and team with brands that I use and I love and I love all the fashion, of course, all the fashion ones. It's so nice to team up with an international fashion brand like a, you know, a Gucci or something. But it, there are moments where you, like last year I shot for Clarins in Paris and that was just like a real pinch me moment. I also shot for Chaumet in Paris, uh, which is such a beautiful jewellery brand and I've worked with them for many years. And there's some real pinch me moments when you get to do things like that. So that's always a highlight. And I'm very fortunate that I've been able to work with brands that I really do love and use and wear. And yeah, I think that's kind of always, always a thing. You kind of like, would I wear this? Do I use this brand? And uh, I'm lucky enough that I've been able to work with many that I do. So it's really good. And when you were studying, your career that you have today probably didn't really exist, did it? No, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I think that especially when I left school, I kind of was like, oh, I don't know. I'll just, I studied graphic design actually before I studied media and communications. I did graphic design for two years and then I thought I'll I'll go into media and communications as well. And yeah, it didn't exist at all. And I think that's what I often try and tell people when people ask for advice is just see where the path takes you. It doesn't necessarily, whatever you go into when you leave school, I don't think that's set in stone and I'm so grateful for the career that I have today and it's not what I started out to do but it's it's sort of it takes its own path and and don't be afraid of that take opportunities that you maybe you think oh it's probably not going to be the best thing for my career but you never know where the road takes you and I think that's a it's always been a really helpful in my career. I think that's really great advice and I even remember when I was in high school, they would always talk about your your dream career or the career you end up might not exist yet. And I never oh, thought that, that could be true. Yeah, they yeah, did. Right. And you just don't believe it, but it is so true. Even heaps of things that I do with my job is working with content creators and influencers and they did not exist when I was studying. Yeah, totally. I, you know, not at all. And just how, how much it's, you know, you 
you'd put on a shoot when I was working at a newspaper and you'd book the stylist, you'd book the hair and makeup, you'd book the photographer. And then, you know, I, sometimes I'm on shoots working for a brand and you're creating content, you're all that in one, you know? So it's kind of like, you kind of have to have your finger in many pies and, you know, be open to anything really. And talking about being open to anything and chatting about your career in the media, I would love to discuss with you about racing because you do have such a strong connection to the racing industry. And, you know, this has led to an amazing job colour reporting for Channel 7 Racing in both Sydney and Melbourne. What do you love about racing? Well, I think it's in my blood, you know. I've, I've got, my mum is a horse trainer. My dad was a bookmaker. My mum's father was a leading horse trainer in his time. And my dad's dad was a bookmaker. My dad's dad's dad was a bookmaker. My brother was a bookmaker. So it is in my blood. So any, you know, I, I think if I wasn't into racing, there'd be something wrong with me. <laughs> Maybe I'd get disowned. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I've always grown around it. You know, going to Randwick Racecourse was where I grew up. It was where I spent Saturdays with my mom while she was training. I was there, you know, under her feet probably and getting in the way. But, you know, playing hide and seek in that sort of area and, so it's just always been part of my life. And then when I I had so many people growing up saying, oh, well, your mom is such an amazing force and she's done such an, had such an amazing career as a horse trainer, you know, are you going to take over? And I just I just never – I love going to the races and I love being part of it, but I, I, I never had the passion that she had to train them because she's up at, you know, 2.30 every morning to train those horses and it's a seven days a week, 365 days a year. Like it just doesn't stop. And unless you have that passion to train them, it, you know, it would never work. So I kind of was like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. And people would say, oh, it's so sad that you're not going to take on her stables and her legacy. And and But I feel like she actually – but when she left school, she followed a career in media as well. She was an actress and a TV presenter. And so I was like, well, I did actually follow her in some ways. <laughs> and now I'm happy it's kind of done full circle and that I have a job on Channel 7 as their fashion and colour reporter that I can go to the races and I'm still part of the racing industry in another way. So I feel really lucky that I'm able to still have that and be part of what my, you know, my whole family's industry really. Like I, I remember, especially when my brother was still working at the races, sometimes my dad would be at the races, my brother, my mom would all be at the track and we probably wouldn't even see each other all day because we were working in different areas of the industry. But yeah, I feel like it's come full circle for me and I'm being able to work in the industry that is so important to my family. I love that. And, you know, at the start, you said when you first started studying, you wanted to be a TV presenter. Well, there, you ticked that yes, off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it finally comes full circle again. So that's what I, when I give advice, I'm like, just go with it, you know, follow, go in different paths and follow different directions and be open to anything is what I would definitely give as advice. I agree with that. And You also are a mum to two beautiful girls on top of your crazy career that we have discussed, everything from being an influencer to being a journalist to a TV presenter. How do you find balance and what does a typical day look like for you? Yeah, people always ask about balance and what's the secret to balance, but I think the, the secret is you have to find your own balance, what you're comfortable with and what you feel is right and just stick with it, you know, and it doesn't matter what other people are doing and don't judge yourself on what someone else is doing. 
if you find your own balance. And I, I, I feel really lucky that I have the job that I do because I have the flexibility. So I, you know, I'm very organized with my diary and I see what I have and I block out school holidays and can work things around that. And I try and do things within school hours. So, you know, my husband takes the kids to school and I try and get things done until school pick up and I'm there picking up the kids in the afternoon. So I'm, I'm lucky that I'm being able to be able to have the flexibility to be able to be there and be really present for them. Uh, it also comes to challenges because nothing is ever the same. So you've got to be really organized. And, you know, sometimes my husband will have something on. I'm like, he's like, you drop the kids to school and I'll pick them up. We do a bit of a switcheroo. But yeah, you've got to be organized and, and be on top of it. But yeah, I'm lucky that I, I, I can kind of manage my schedule to be there for the girls. And of course, they're number one for me. They're, you know, it's it's such a and it's so amazing being their mum and being a mum. So, um, yeah, it's I, I feel really lucky. I don't know how you do it. You just sound so busy to me. But were your girls the inspiration behind your book? You wrote a children's book recently. I did. Yes, I did. I, I like. I kind of. I. It was funny because I one day wrote a blog post about my favorite children's books, and I was putting them all out. And I had a photographer shooting all the books that I liked, and we kind of did like a flat lay, and and we sort of looked at. She looked at each other, and she was a bit of an illustrator as well. And we both looked at each other, and we're like, "Well, you should write a book." Yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah," and I wrote the blog post, and then I had. Penguin reach out to me and they say, let's have a meeting. We just saw your blog post on all these books. Why wouldn't you write one? You know, you're, you're a journalist and you love writing. Why wouldn't you write a children's book? And I was like, yes, I'd love to. But of course, life gets away. I had two very young children and I just never found the time. And then COVID hit and I was like, called Penguin back up and said, oh, that offer that was around a couple of years ago, is that still there? Because I'd love to explore this. I know I kind of never got on top of it because I didn't have the time. So when COVID hit, I was like, right, I'm writing this book. And and the girl that was going to illustrate it, she's gone to do amazing things and has her own career now. So I was like, right, I've got to find an illustrator. And I found Sally Spratt from The Last List, who was the perfect combination because she can draw animals. But my book is about a little pony, a fashion pony that wants to be a racehorse. And it's about a, a journey that she goes on of discovering herself and self-belief. And she was such a great illustrator because she – can not only do amazing fashion illustrations, but she can also draw animals. So I was like, she is the one. I hope she'll do it. And she said yes. So we're one book down. I've actually in the works with a second one. So the story's been written, but she's in the process of finishing all the illustrations. So I can't wait to see how that turns out. And it's been so nice because I every night I think I was inspired because my, you know, I read to my kids every night and in bed and they would always gravitate to those books that had that rhyming storyline and always beautiful pictures and, and beautiful, like love books with beautiful illustrations and pinks and florals. So I kind of knew what I wanted to write. I was like, it's got to be fashion. It's got to have a cute little pony. And, and even the girls helped me with, um, with some of the illustration notes, they would say, Oh, we love finding little animals within the, within the picture. So I was like, Sally put, you know, lady beetles and little bugs all through it. Cause they're like, oh, I want to find this. I want to find that. So it was so fun to do it while they were still young and they really got into it. And now I'm writing the second one and they're just, they come and have a look over my shoulder. And oh, I like that over that and this and this. So it's, it's fun having them be part of it and them be interested in what I'm doing and, and have their say and, and get their involvement in it. That is so cute. The storyline too, you know, connecting to your racing roots as well. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to do something that was true to me and 
you know, I was like, it has to be fashion. There has to be some <laughs> pony element. I wasn't sure if I toyed with the idea of maybe it's a little farm pony that wants to do this. And I was like, no, it's a fashionable pony. And it's, you know, but it wants, and it, it was great because my daughter, my eldest daughter actually loves fashion, but she's also quite athletic. She loves to run and, you know, she's in cross countries and all sorts of things. So the book is called Sophia the Show Pony and she is my daughter that is fashionable but also is very athletic and so but the next one I was my other daughter was like, Well where's my book? And I'm like, Okay, that's that can be the next <laughs> one. <laughs> you gotta even it out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she made sure that I that I did. <laughs> Now, as I've been chatting to you, you have peppered in some great advice for anyone wanting to follow in your footsteps, but do you have any general advice for anyone wanting to pursue a career in media or social media? Yeah, I think, once again, definitely keep an open mind and you know, don't set yourself in one path. You can do multiple things and see where the road takes you. But it's it's also getting to know all types of media. And, you know, as we were talking before, things change. There was no such thing as TikTok and Instagram when I first started out. So you've got to jump into that, get to know things, not be afraid to learn whatever comes up. But also, you know, learn how to write a blog post and learn how to try and try and work out how to great take pictures and just always learning. I'm always willing to learn more and wanting to learn more and listening to other people. And, and especially in the industry I'm in, there's so many amazing people that are so creative. So I'm constantly wanting to know more about what they do and, and just keeping your eyes and ears open and learning as much as you can. I think that's great advice, you know, just being open to whatever may come because you never know where you'll end up in a few years' time. That's right, yeah. And I have to ask, what is next for Kate Waterhouse? Well, I am, I just have finished the second book, so you'll have to see what that's all about. That's just being illustrated at the moment, so that's really exciting. I do have a little collaboration coming out, uh, sort of like Easter, Mother's Day time, which is a company that I've worked with before, but we're doing another collaboration, so I'm excited about that. At the moment, it's in, I'm in the middle of racing season, so it's races for Channel 7 every weekend and lots of fabulous fashion and and then, yeah, I think just hopefully more great things this year and who knows what else will come about. I'm sure many great things will be coming your way. You are such a hard worker and also such a pleasure to work with as well. So, Oh, you're very kind. You, you know, I always love working with great people and you, you and your whole team have always been so wonderful. Now, before you go, I have five quick fire questions for you. Are you ready? I am. I am. Okay. First, what is your favorite PR event ever? Oh, God, that's hard to say. But I do, I think when there's travel involved and there's been, you know, you get to go to an amazing place. And I I think I, I, each year I, I'm lucky enough to go up to Qualia for they have a big yacht race up there so that's always been great but they also every second year put on a um an Australian ballet performance in the Whit Sundays and and that's pretty special seeing something like that and being there witnessing beautiful dancers in a, a beautiful location is pretty incredible that sounds amazing what is your favorite podcast well, that's easy 
This one, of course. Oh, <laughs> uh, good answer. <laughs> um, no, you guys are great. Otherwise, I don't know. I feel like in the morning I straight away pop on the, the Squeeze podcast. I like to know what's happened and a bit of news. But, yeah, you guys. Good answer. Best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> what What is your favourite social media platform? I think I know the answer to this one. Yeah, it'd have to be Instagram. I kind of, yeah, even though I, I have them all, I kind of go to that one first. It's my go-to. And I also love not only following all the fashion brands and everything, but also a lot of my friends are on it. So it's great being able to see all my friends that I've grown up with and follow them and see their journey as well and see all what their kids are doing. It's actually such a great tool to stay in touch with so many people. So I, I love it for that as well. What? is your most visited website? Probably mine because I'm always updating. <laughs> what else to I'd love to say some shopping one, but it's literally probably a, a news website like the Telegraph or something. <laughs> <laughs> and my last question for you, what is your screen time? Mm, my screen time, I'd say, well, I do a lot of work from my phone so like I do most of my emails I'm downloading Dropbox images from my phone so I feel like it, it sounds bad when I probably say my screen time because it sounds like I'm just you know on social media but it's actually a very much a work tool for me so it's usually about four hours a day is that a lot or a little that's I don't not know that bad. I don't know no that's not that bad I feel like that's normal <laughs> like but that's you know all my emails and you know, downloading images, sending things to people and um, organising shoots. And so, and of course, checking out social media, media too. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. And I've had so much fun chatting to you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been so nice. And um, hopefully we can chat again soon. Thank you for listening to The Press Office with Kate and Co PR. Please subscribe, rate and review via your favourite podcast app and please give us a follow, like and share on Instagram at Kate Co PR.